Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew and it's great to have you listening to our sermons this way. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can find our website at www.cherokeemethodist.com and there you can find out about all the different things that are going on. And if you'd like to check us out in person, you can do so. We have Sunday school at 9 o'clock and then worship at 10, 10 a.m. Now today, we are continuing our Advent series in which we are looking at a different Christmas hymn each week and what it has to tell us about the Christmas story. And today's is O Little Town of Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a town that plays a key role in the Bible, not only because of the birthplace of Jesus, although that's good enough, but even before Jesus, Bethlehem was associated with many biblical stories, including Ruth, and Ruth's family line leads to King David, and King David was is very much associated with Bethlehem. Bethlehem became known as the city of David. And then later on, during the time of the prophets, the prophet Micah foretold the coming of a king from Bethlehem. So Bethlehem was David's hometown, or I'm sorry, David, it was uh, Joseph's hometown, and Nazareth was Mary's, right? So they're from two different places, and Nazareth and Bethlehem are very different from each other. Nazareth was maybe a couple hundred people in population, and it was relatively an unknown town. It didn't have anything associated with it, no biblical stories or characters. In fact, many ancient maps didn't even include Nazareth because it just didn't matter (coughs) to most people, and so it wasn't in the map. Bethlehem wasn't that much bigger than Nazareth. People estimate it probably had about 500 to 1,000 people there, but it was just more well-known because of these stories that it's associated with, and also because it was only about a two-hour walk, about six miles from Jerusalem. And we all know how important Jerusalem was. Now, as we know from the very familiar story of Christmas, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, not because his parents were there already, but because of a census that brought them there. Mary and Joseph were in Nazareth at the time that the government thought that they needed to have a census for tax purposes, and so everybody was supposed to go to their hometown, and so Joseph's family was in Bethlehem, and since he was engaged to be married to Mary, she was considered to be a part of his family already at that point, so they both had to go. Therefore, they had to make this 10-day journey in her third trimester of pregnancy to get to Bethlehem. Doctors don't recommend any travel for the third trimester of pregnancy. And we know that this travel wouldn't have been in luxury. My goodness, no. 10 days on foot or on an animal, you know, for rest. We're not told exactly how she traveled, but it would have been one of those two, probably. It's quite a journey. It would be very difficult. And so, you know, it just shows you that sometimes God's calling leads to adversity. But after they get there, after they get to Bethlehem, the time comes for Mary to give birth. We're not sure if this is right away when they get there or, you know, usually Hollywood and cartoons make it seem like the moment they get to town, she goes into labor. Some of this comes from certain English Bibles that say, that they had to give birth in a stable because there was no room for them in the inn. 
Now, there's no innkeeper in the Bible, but usually we add the character of the innkeeper in Christmas plays. But nowadays, most scholars believe that the word inn is probably not the best translation of the word as far as where there was no room. And so some English Bibles today have corrected that to say that they gave birth in a stable because there was no room for them in the guest room. You see, most family homes back then had large rooms that they called guest rooms that they would use for guests when they were over so that they could sleep. And of course, during a census where everyone's returning to their hometown, Joseph no doubt had other family members who were also coming home to stay in the family home, right? Because if Joseph is from there, his family's living there too. And so there would have been a lot of extended family staying at their family home. And so theoretically, they could have been in Bethlehem for a little bit before she went into labor. And then when Mary goes into labor, there's no place to go because there's no room in the guest room. It's one big room and there are already people staying there. And, you know, that's not a great place to give birth. And so they have to go to a stable. Many homes in those days had underground garages, sometimes cut out of limestone, which would mean it was a cave. You know, if you've ever seen artistic representations of the nativity in a cave, that's why. And so they didn't, they didn't have any room in the guest room, so they had to go where the animals were kept. Okay, so that's one scenario, but however you think of the story of Christmas, if you want to hold on to that traditional view that they get to town and, and they, there's no room for them in the inn and, and they're going into, she's going to labor right when they get to town, so be it. You know, uh, it doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, but basically, she goes into a labor at a bad time and they end up in a really crummy place to give birth right? I mean, that's the normal nativity story that we know and love. And then after that, some shepherds come and visit. But the interesting thing about the most important event in history, the incarnation of God, the birth of Jesus Christ, is that it was a private event. And few people knew what happened that night. You know, it wasn't well publicized. Mary Joseph, they would have known. The animals would have known. Some shepherds, but that's it. The wise men came much later, and the drummer boy is a myth that makes for a great song. But there are not a whole lot of people who knew about the birth of Jesus. Most people in Bethlehem had no clue what happened that night. And the humble nature of Jesus' birth reflects his life and his character. The story of his birth at the time was not well known. It didn't make the headlines. Now, today, would it be different? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you'd think there'd be more advertising and publicity. You'd think people would want to make it well-known, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe, you know, the, the media likes sensational news. They like things that bump up their ratings, which usually is a negative news story. So maybe the birth of Jesus wouldn't be negative enough. Maybe... It would be, uh, you know, like a news story at the end of a news show where they give a positive, feel-good story. But on the other hand, if we go with the story of the virgin birth and this Jesus being the newborn king of the Jews, which we know upset the current king of the Jews, King Herod, maybe it would have been sensational enough. I don't know. But the point is that when it happened, it wasn't.
It was relatively unknown. But so often that's how God works. You know, we oftentimes expect God to work in big, miraculous ways, and somewhat we're trained to think that way because of stories of parting the Red Sea and rising from the dead and all these fantastic things in the Bible. But so often, God works in small, relatively unknown things. Often God works in the background through his servants who work in the background too. You know, that you probably have... People like this in your own faith community, if you're not a part of ours. People who just do what needs to be done. Letting God work through them without tooting their own horn. God does his best work through people. And many people who serve God faithfully each day get little public recognition or fanfare. And we want to do that, right? We want to recognize people for their efforts when we get the chance. But... Doing something in private and not getting public recognition for it isn't necessarily a bad thing either. Public recognition isn't always necessary, and some people don't even want it. God oftentimes works in the smallest of ways. Therefore, we might miss it. We might miss God if we're not paying attention. You know, some people have trouble seeing God at work in the world because they're not sure where to look, but they assume it's got to be something miraculous. It's got to be something big and obvious that you couldn't attribute to anything else other than God. That'd be great, wouldn't it? But God doesn't usually work that way. So we have to learn to recognize God working through others and also through you. But we have to pay attention because otherwise we can miss it just as the residents of Bethlehem missed the birth of the Son of God in their own town of 500 to 1,000 people. Now, they aren't guilty for not knowing. I mean, how could they know? But hopefully, if we pay attention, we can see the ways that God is at work, both through us and through others. And by the way, the level of attention that something gets is not equal to its importance. I think that's something we learned from this story. What you do to serve others is important, even if it doesn't seem huge, even if there aren't many people that know about it. What you do is important because you allow God to work through you. And just as we know that Jesus was the most important birth of the world, even though few people knew about it at the time. Amen. God bless and have a great week.